the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I try to say that as often as I can because I really, I get it. You've got options out there. One of the areas I want to talk about is mistakes that people make. It's a sad truth. I see it all too often of people kind of getting in over their head when it comes to investing or when it comes to money matters. One of the areas that I want you to, to cut back on is mistakes tied towards hitting big home runs. Retirement mistakes A lot of people are like, well, in my 20s, I watched a lot of TV. I did a little traveling. In my 30s, I started family. And finally, in my 40s, I started thinking about retirement and my nest egg. And that's too late. If you wait till you're 40, you're probably going to work till the day you die. It's a sad truth. There's a lot of things that can hit you on the way. One of them is not preparing for an emergency and getting disabled because you lose your ability to earn income. But I'll throw this out there. Let's go over some mistakes that people make. One of the biggest mistakes people make is changing their homes and and moving around quickly. The lure of different climates, the lure of different cities, the lure of in the 90s, I wanted to move to Seattle because of grunge. (laughs) Not knowing if there was a job there for me. So I visited. I didn't go. So don't cook up your plans to travel willy-nilly. The pace of life can be slow where you want to move to, and it could be actually a big, different, stranger, goofier thing. I don't want to move to Florida. I've been to Florida. That's not my goal in retirement, to move to Florida. So start figuring out what you want to do in your future of where you want to live, and don't be whimsical. Another area that I see people make mistakes is falling for things that are too good to be true. found a guy at a seminar recently, and he's like, hey, I want to get into this commercial real estate. I found this company that, you know, they're going to guarantee me 10%. No, there are no guarantees. And if they're looking for you and your money, it's probably not good. Or you think you're going to trade your way into millions. Or if you think there is a, an academy out there that can teach you how to become the best investor in the world and, and bypass others, you're silly. Sadly, the number of complaints for people being who fall for too, uh, too good to be true. I'm not going to say scams too good to be true ideas. It's typically older people, people who are 60 and older who are trying to catch up in life. Don't think you're going to work forever and ever. It's another mistake people make. You know, sure, uh, staying on the job for a long time you know, is a great idea. If you could do it, it cuts down money coming in, money going out. It cuts down on the, you know, the idea that money no longer comes in. It helps you fund the money that goes out. 53% of workers expect to work beyond the age of 65. Just one in five Americans over 65 are actually employed. And yet 53% of people think they're going to do it. And yet 20% actually do it. So don't think you're going to have that ability. My brother Clint, he found that once he turned 50, there was some age discrimination. They'd rather hire a younger person because A, they'll take less money, and B, their health care costs less. Big mistake I see, probably the number one, uno uno numerical uh, uno, putting off saving for retirement. Start early. Squirrel away a little bit. That app called Acorns is fine. That's a good way to start in your 20s. 
But in your 30s, move towards a mutual fund. Move towards an index fund. Move towards an ETF. Move towards something else. Your goal is to get $1 million by age 65, hopefully $4 million. $1 million will pay you $40,000 a year. $4 million will pay you $160,000 a year. You get the historical rates on Wall Street, 7% to 10%, and you'll be just fine if you start early. Don't take Social Security early because you think it's a free paycheck. If your mommy and daddy live till they're 90, try to wait till you're 70. You'll get a better return uh, over the long term if you think you're going to live long. If you're obese and you've had heart conditions, if you can't run a mile, yeah, maybe you take it as soon as you can. But if you have a spouse, you got to start thinking about the survivor. Never borrow from your 401k. It's easy to do, but it's a bad idea. Because you're, in religious terms, you're stealing from Peter to pay Paul. In other terms, you're stealing from your retirement to buy something you probably don't need right now. Don't shortchange your retirement just because you're impatient. Have an emergency fund. Don't tap out the 401k. Tapping the 401k is a bad idea. Um, I say don't build a house. A mistake that people make is they, they build too much clutter of stuff that they just don't need. I bought a handheld steamer to steam suits I don't have to uh, and pants I don't have to take them to laundry as often you know how many times I've used that once and that was probably like fourteen ninety nine, and it's still in my closet and I hate it my, you know we all know people who are like in their 80s and they've been living in the same house for decades and decades and they've accumulated just hordes of stuff by the way that show hoarders is disgusting I don't think it's on the air anymore but oh people would save like slices of pizza in their closet and they'd come back to it months later <laughs> But also be careful about things that you throw out in haste. You don't want to declutter just clutter, but you also don't want to clutter just clutter. My mama always said, Robert, I gave birth to you. I owe you nothing else. But mom, I want to have a big wedding and you should pay for it. Robert, I gave birth to you. I owe you nothing else. But mom, you should pay for my college costs. She shouldn't. She should put herself first before putting your kids first. You can't borrow for your retirement living and your kids, let's face it, we make poor decisions. To put yourself first. And I know I know that's not built into your head. And I get it. Never, ever buy a timeshare. You know, yeah, some of them might work out okay for you, but you're locked in. It's like buying a second vacation home. You're locked in. It's not the best decision, but if you have money to burn, okay. I'd rather you buy a second vacation home and pay yourself the mortgage and put renters in it versus buy, getting into a timeshare. I've never seen anyone factor in a timeshare and say it's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. There's high travel costs. To the vacation spots like Hawaii, Mexico, and the Bahamas. The real estate market is flush with used timeshares, which means you probably won't get the price you want for yours. Another mistake I see people make is avoiding the stock market because they think it's a roller coaster. And that reminds me of the song Bleachers, Roller Coaster. I like the MTV live version more than the album. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. But, and this is a big but, I know people are think that Wall Street's a roller coaster, and yet it's at an all-time high 7 out of 10 years. So maybe there's some swerves along the way. But the roller coaster keeps going higher and higher. I love low-cost exchange-traded funds. I love low-cost index funds. And I love going long. I still believe in capitalism, even though socialism has crept into our capitalism system. I'm okay with that, because I think the systems need to change. Don't. There you go. There you go, little bleachers. I'm going to shut up and let the bleachers take us to break. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Whole Foods is messing up my retirement plan. I kind of want it to retire on Plastic Island. I know you're saying Plastic Island. You know, they say they're not making real estate anymore. Well, they kind of are. There's a mass of plastic out in the ocean the size of 
Delaware or the size of Texas. I'm not sure which. All my exes live in Texas, so I'm kind of assuming it's Delaware, but who knows? I've kind of wanted to retire on Plastic Straw Island, and Whole Foods nicks Plastic Straws in July. That's no bueno. That's no bueno. I need them. I need. I need. So I have tickets. Tickets for you. But before I go into the tickets, let's just have some quotes about the tickets. Hulk Hogan once said, a Hulkamania is running wild, brother. Hulk Hogan once said, negativity and Hulkamania, two things that don't go together. I fear no man, no beasts, or evil, brother. I think I should start using the word brother. God creates the heavens. He created the earth. He created all the Hulkamaniacs. Then he created a set of 24-inch pythons. That's right. We got tickets for WrestleMania. Are you excited? Can you feel it? WWE Monday Night Raw ticket giveaway. Winner receives a pair, two, dos, duh, tickets to WWE Monday Night Raw, Monday, June 10th at the SAP Center in San Jose. Monday Night Raw is coming to San Jose. It's your chance to see the double main event, Universal Championship match. Universal Champion Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Raw Women's Championship match. Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Plus AJ Styles and Braun Strowman. Tickets on sale now at TicketmasterKDOW.biz. 800-516-1220. You get a pair of tickets to WWE Monday Night Raw, brother. Have I beat the brother thing to, to pulp? Now that I have, I feel good about it. 800-516-1220 to get your tickets to WWE. More tickets tomorrow. Game of Thrones finale. They're saying that it can cut into worker productivity. That most of us stayed home, might have ate an edible or two, might have partaken in an adult beverage or two. And the next day, we're like, you know what? I'm not going to go to work. 27.2 million Americans were impacted on Monday after the series finale. 10.7 million Americans skipped work to watch the final episode of Game of Thrones, which first aired Sunday night. About 2.9 million arrived late to work. That's fascinating. You know, every year we do the same old story about the Super Bowl, how it should be just a national holiday the Monday after, because so many people are hungover from drinking beer all day long and watching the Super Bowl. Uh, that Tom Brady... I like that, Tom Brady. I took my puppy to the playground the other day, and I met one of Tom Brady's uncles. And it was kind of funny because he was kind of a big fan of mine, but he was also talking about Tom Brady's dad basically monetizing his son. After he won the first Super Bowl, his dad opened up like a financial planning services and insurance services. I don't have all the facts straight on this because I was watching where dogs poop, so I could pick up dog poop. But long story short, I think that's kind of interesting cashing in on your son, right? I like that, Tom Brady. Um, with that said, here's a sad, sad story. Oh, and by the way, I've got an adult joke that I can't tell on the air. It has something to do with Kraft opening up a new line of, how shall we say, businesses that was poorly timed. Didn't happen, but I can't tell it on air. One ton of hot dogs recalled due to metal. Now, hot dogs have much worse things in them than glass and shards of metal, but don't let that get in the way of it. Can you imagine 2,000 pounds of beef hot dogs having metal in them and little children eating hot dogs and realizing, oh no, this is a problem. 126-year-old Chicago-based business called Vienna Beef has said, you know what, we got to pull back 203 10-pound packages of beef frankfurters. Now, here's where I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I kind of don't eat hot dogs. I kind of have a thing on food. Like, I'm a little bit of a food snob. I know. You're saying, thanks for the information, Rob. Didn't really need it, but thank you anyway. So some of the headlines out there, Tesla got a pretty caustic note from Morgan Stanley saying it could be a $10 stock or it could be a $97 stock. Keep in mind, it's a $200 stock. 
Home Depot had a good quarter, but not a great quarter. People are a little bit frustrated with that. Uh, another mistake that people make when it comes to money in retirement, I've been hitting a lot of them, is neglecting the stock market. But one of them is, you know, estate planning, writing down a will, writing, creating a trust. If you own a house in California, you should get a trust for your heirs, not necessarily for you. Estate planning isn't just for the wealthy. Even if your assets are modest, perhaps just a car, a home, bank account, you're still going to have to validate all those things. And, you know, a will's just a start. You should also have a durable power of attorney. That name someone who can manage your financial affairs if you become incapacitated. Your healthcare wishes should become bigger known issue as you age. I don't want to stay on life support. I don't want to be buried in a coffin. I want to be cremated. It would upset me to think that those wishes weren't done, but if you don't write them down, that's exactly what can happen. I've told a friend, like, hey, if I'm in a coma for 10 days, just come with a pillow. And he's like, that's, no, no, I can't do it. But that's my wish. Another mistake that people tend to make is sometimes is borrowing too much money, either <coughs> in new mortgages, new loans, or sometimes even taking money out of their own home. I'm not against taking money out of your home <coughs> and using it to buy other things, as long as those assets tend to appreciate over time. Like, for instance, a Monet just went for sale and at a record price, and everyone's like, look at how much it's appreciated. But if you got into a time machine and went back 300 years, 400 years, 500 years, and gave an artist... You know, I'll give you $100 for that, you know, picture of a sunset on with hay. The investment returns would be very, very, very modest over 300 years versus the stock market. I favor the stock market over the art market. But art is an asset, too. Here's the problem with art. It's not an asset till the person dies because they can keep making more of it. And as long as they keep making more of it, the value goes down. Like I said to start the segment, I'm kind of mad that Whole Foods is ditching its plastic straws because I wanted to live on plastic, plastic straw island. Because we create more real estate, it'll be cheaper. Right? Right. Um, another mistake that I'm currently dealing with myself is what the heck am I going to do in retirement? And how am I going to have income come in that's as great as it is currently? And how am I going to spend money in retirement? Because I tend to spend money a little bit too much right now. So you got to start thinking about all the mistakes. And then you got to start thinking about the positives, right? Um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. The truth about investing is you tend to do the best when things are out of favor, whether it be art, whether it be real estate, whether it be stocks, whether it be bonds, whether it be baseball cards. There's a lot of different assets out there. Buy them when they're weak. That tends to cut your downside risk. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. There's a lot of great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You can even make an appointment to meet with a financial planner to go over your financial situation at newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. What's your biggest flop ever? I can tell you in the world of stocks, one of mine was buying a cancer kind of company that I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I got in over my head. I can tell you there's been some relationship flops. What's the biggest flop you have in your life? Did you strike out well at bat with the bases loaded? Uh, were you the little fat kid who couldn't jump over the pommel horse? And as you're trying to bounce over it, ooh, you go straight into it. I know, I know. You're saying you watch too much YouTube. I probably do. How about flops like from Apple? We know there's successes. Do you remember the flops? Um... There's many of them. Many, 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 many. They once came out with a computer. $7,500 price tag. This was in 1997 when 
computer prices were dropping fast. And they went for the high end. Um, clunky, clunky uh, 20th anniversary Mac is what it was. If I remember quite, quite, quite quickly. <laughs> oh, Elmer Fudd does made up appearance. Oh, whatever you woke up and you had Elmer Fudd's voice. Macintosh TV was Apple's attempt to capture a whole new market way before its time. And yes, there was a Macintosh TV. It's considered one of the biggest flops of Apple's history. Um, it couldn't do picture in picture. It didn't have a standard video outport. Started in two thousand dollars. Now I know you're saying two thousand dollars for a TV. Um, Apple blew that one, huh? Uh, there's other big flops that they had in the mid 1990s. Someone at Apple got the idea that a Macintosh hardware could be used to create a platform for video gaming, and they came out with what's called the Pippin. I know you're saying aren't Pippin those little little penguin-like animals that live in Ireland? No, those are puffins. This is a Pippin. Um, so they had a game console that came out in 1994. No one really remembers that story, but they remember the thousand dollar iPhone or they'd buy an iPhone for their kid and the kid would drop it within two minutes. And you're like, why did you just drop a $600 phone? You little crap. And the real question is, why did you give a $600 phone to a little kid? You horrible parent. Um, the Pippin was too expensive. It was $600 at a time when gaming consoles like the Sony PlayStation was $300. Do you see that Apple makes a lot of mistakes in the end about pricing as well as sometimes product? Is that the lesson here? Um, do you remember MySpace? Do you remember the social media network before the social media network, Facebook and Twitter? There was something called Ping. It was supposed to be the successor to MySpace, and it was kind of a, a place for Apple people to hang out with each other. It was iTunes social media network endorsed by none other than ga 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 You know who I'm talking about, right? You know who I'm talking about when I go ga 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 ga. Yeah, so she endorsed it. Coldplay endorsed it. Big fanfare in 2010. It was going to change iTunes. And, um, you know, people get together to talk about music. It lasted two years and Apple shut it down. You're fired. Then there was the iPad before the iPad that Apple had called the Newton, and uh, it didn't have a color screen, I don't think. It had a $700 price tag. Do you remember some of the pieces of garbage technology we would buy? If you go to the San Jose Museum of, of Technology, Museum of Technology, Tech Museum, yes, you will see a lot of kids dressed up as, as uh, Spock, and I don't understand why, because I, I don't get it. I don't see the tie, but... You'll see a lot of old tech products that were awful. Apple's personal digital assistant made its debut in 1993, $700. Apple hoped to recoup the $100 million it had invested in the development. It didn't even sell a million units. So you do the math, it was a disaster. It had some sort of handwriting recognition thing. And I remember people would show up to seminars that I had, and I'd see these, these devices out there, and they were really awful. And it's almost like an... An abacus was too much work for me. When I was in second grade, and the teacher's like, here's an abacus, and here's how you count ones and tens and hundreds. and <coughs> Too much work for me. There's things called calculators, you old lady. Um, so when you, when you have <coughs> the Newton, and you're like using sketching technology, too much work. Too much work. Then there was the Performa X200 series that Matt came out with. Disaster. Everyone avoided it at all costs. 1995, so we're not talking about like a million years ago maybe it feels like that but they were trying to put a lot of the pieces of the computer together in one area 
So like they would put not tape drive, but they used, Apple used to have these funny disk drives compared to what you know was the standard in the PC world. And that was the problem with Apple is like people who weren't on the Apple platform yet said, oh, those are funny hard drives. Oh, those are funny things. Um, Macs were considerably slower than PCs. And that's why the Performa X200 died. RIP, bad tech products, right? Then Apple had another big failure with the Mac G4 Cube. They got a little, they got a little cutesy there for a while, right? All the Apple products were like, oh, you can get a orange computer or you can get one that you could see through that's like light blue. Got a little bit too cutesy with the design, which is fine. I think it's it's great. It's industrial. It pushed things forward. Absolutely. The Power Mac G4 Cube was beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and when you started plugging in accessories like mice, it became very ugly. So it was it was beautifully designed, but implementation was, was quite flawed. Um, it flopped from the very first day. So it, it, it had no cycle to it at all. It had no staying power. It was just... In the end, it looked like it looked like a computer of the future until you actually use it, and then it was like, oh wow, that's clunky. One of the things that I did early on in my career, and I know you're saying career, I was 14 or 15 years old, and I would build computers for people. The Apple II, the Apple IIe, the Apple III, the Apple III came out in 1980. Uh, this was a big commercial failure. Um, again, Apple was just too expensive. $4,300 to $7,500 for a computer. It was uh, very expensive. Now, yes, 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 it was kind of cool. But you look at it today, and it was it, we couldn't do a lot with it. So um, Steve Jobs told Playboy Magazine in 1985 that Apple lost infinite, incalculable amounts of money on the flop. Now, that's a pretty big statement from Steve Jobs, because you hear Steve Jobs say, did you hear the time you gave a TED Talk? I don't think he ever gave a TED Talk. Did you hear the time you talked to those kids at Stanford? Okay, so I heard that one. But people rarely think of him as having so many flops. Lots and lots of pro- flops. Um, the PowerBook laptop uh, was a craze in the early 1990s. IBM's ThinkPad was like the stud of a vehicle of uh, computers. It was, just, it was ramped up. It was beautiful. And uh, Apple tried to do the PowerBook 5300. Again, just wildly underpowered. Uh, they were trying to make it as physically compact as possible, and it still kind of had a brick feeling to it. Plastic cases were prone to cracking, especially around the edges. The broken plastic would then fray the cables inside. Very, 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 very problematic. Uh, poorly designed product. And again, you only think of Steve Jobs as this, this god of, of, well, not only just industrial design, but like uh, business design and efficiency, right? I, I, I remember in, um, I used to like Super Bowls when I was younger. Like, I was that guy because of the commercials. And it was always fascinating to me, like, the Mach 3 razors. Look how many razors we're going to... And they, it's beautiful. You really think as if um, something biblical has happened and somebody has risen from the grave and there's, there's light shining down on a razor blade, right? It's incredibly well marketed. And then you start seeing commercials for Apple and then you're like, all they do is they don't say a thing and it pisses me off when they don't do that. And they just show, like, the beautiful curves and the cases of... Like, I have a friend, um, <coughs> douchebag, who um, has, um, how shall we say it, a thing for showing off luxuries. He's got a Maserati. He's that guy, right? I got a Maserati. I'm a cool guy. He's got vocal fry. But, um, so, where am I in this story? Oh, he likes showing things off. So, he doesn't put his uh, iPhones in cases. <laughs> 
he's like, it's beautiful. Look at it. Look at look at how beautiful the design it is. It's beautiful. Why would I put this in a case and turn it into a brick? You're, you're walking around with a brick. I'm walking around with a beautiful. Okay, I get it. How about Apple's Lisa? Do you remember the Lisa PC? Came out in 1983. Incredibly advanced computer for its time. But its operate, uh, operating system was stored on a hard disk for faster performance. It was doing multitasking. It featured a graphical user interface, a GUI. GUI morning to you. A graphical user interface, a GUI. Um, it had a mouse. Why was Lisa flop? Let me guess. Apple charged $10,000 for it. Yes! Yes! It's in the bucket! <laughs> they overpaid. It, it, they got to the point where they're trying to charge $25,000 for a computer. A glorified calculator abacus. It wasn't playing like these video games where like it altered reality and like, whoa, man, I'm in New York City. Whoa. Um, the HomePod. Hey, Siri, play Rob Black and your money. Uh, I love doing that if anyone's at home right now. <laughs> um, anyhow, the um, HomePod's considered a flop at this point in time as far as home speakers go. Will they be able to have a second coming? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, flops, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. The only woman named Florence, who I find incredibly beautiful and talented and skilled and, like, I'm in awe of. I, if I had that voice, I, I'd probably be homeless because I wouldn't know what to do with it. I, I wouldn't know what to do with that kind of skill. I can help tell you where I make mistakes. I've made a mistake in my 20s, not living within my means. Um, spending too much. Trying to buy happiness with friends kind of thing. I can tell you mistakes that I made, like not setting proper goals. And like at one point in time, when I was 18 years old. I, basically at 20, 21, 22, I saw my dad work till the day he died. So my dad died pretty early in my life, all things considered. Um, and I was like, I don't want to do that. But my goal was to have a million dollars by the time I was 35, so I wouldn't have to work till the day I die. That was my goal. I thought if I had a million dollars, me and, and a, probably a woman named Becky, I don't know, me and a woman named Becky would sell oranges on the beach, maybe in LA, maybe in Hawaii, maybe in Tahiti. I don't know. That was going to be my retirement plan, a million dollars and the ability to sell oranges. And you're saying, that's not exactly a goal, Rob. That sounds like you were high. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, the mistakes I've made, not updating paperwork, not reading paperwork, not asking questions on paperwork, um, letting things like uh, fall out of cycle. At one point in time, when I was 18, I decided I'm going to save $166 a month each month for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years until I had my million dollars. And it was automatically coming on my bank account. And then for some reason, I forgot to uh, maybe re-enroll or something like that. So it stopped happening. And I was like, ooh, lost a couple years of maxing out my savings. Because in the end, I, I spent the money, right? $166 a month will like burn a hole in a, 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 a 20-year-old's pocket. I have a binder. It's embarrassing. With all my paperwork, you can have a fireproof safe if you want to. But it has all my accounts. And if I die, you know, uh, my significant other knows where to go to say, okay, let's see if you had insurance. If I get disabled, if I've had a stroke, I can't talk, my significant other knows where to go, who to file a claim with with disability insurance. Um, having that kind of system is so, so helpful. Uh, I don't like messy rooms. I don't like a messy house. I don't like a messy kitchen. I'm okay with a messy toilet. I'm okay. 
I like toilets that look like, okay, here's my greatest toilet story. I land in Germany and I get on a train and the train stops, you know, a couple stations later. And I'm like, oh, good God, something I ate went straight through me, right? So I go into the bathroom and there's a hole in the ground and there's a rope above it. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, I couldn't figure out the, the math of it. You basically grab the rope, pull down your pants, and hang your butt over a big hole and poop into it. I'm never going back to Germany ever again. That's it. One and done. One and done. I'm out. Wiedersehen. Um, I know you're saying that 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 story could have been better. <laughs> I think it could have also. Um, so in politically correct world, incorrect world, or correct world, um, there's a a series of, of children's books, and one of them is called um, The Really Ugly Duckling and Other Fairly Stupid Tales. Um, awesome book, where the gingerbread man, he does get eaten. He doesn't get away. He gets eaten. And there's a, there's one where uh, the ugly duck grows up to be a really ugly duck. And that's typically how it goes in the world, and the same in investing. But we live in a world of fairy tales where we're like, well, I'm going to see if this $6 stock will become $45. It doesn't happen usually in a lifetime, but because you've seen it so many times happen, you're like, this is going to be the one. So ugly duckling investments typically grow up to be even uglier investments. It's a good investment lesson. Fairy tales aren't real. Someday soon my prince will come. He's not coming. He's not coming. He's on Tinder. So I could have gone with a, a different, more dark app site that I could have gone into, but I'm not going to. Okay, um, market timing is a scam. I'm not allowed to use the word scam. So in my head, market timing is a scam. So I have to filter it and say, I've never met a market timer worth a million dollars. Show me the one person who can double your money every three months. There's there's commercials that claim this. Double your money every two to four months. Promises starting with only a $99 class and $400 newsletter and web service that you log into our computers and use the workshop for $4,000. You'll hear the claim. You'll never actually perform it. Because they wouldn't take your money. If you doubled your money every four months, $10,000 would be $5.3 trillion in 10 years. I want some of that. Don't we all? It's like the lottery when it hits $250 million. I'm interested. Anything under $250 million is not worth my time. We're a nation of, of suckers. I once wrote, and see, I can't even do this anymore. I once wrote Mary Meeker is a whore. It was a chapter in my book. And the editors, I had to change it to Mary Meeker is like a whore because I couldn't prove that she's a whore. I said, Susie Orman's the devil. And they're like, no, no, no. You got to say she's like the devil. So you're allowed to like, that's how attorneys work. Beautiful, right? And Mary Meeker was a tech analyst. And, um, and the reason I used that term was that it was kind of a paid love. She was paid by her employer to go on TV and promote stocks. She wasn't paid to work with you. So you have to be very, very careful who you get advice from and who you, who you adore and who you don't, who your Buddha is on the mountain and who they aren't. So, um, Susie Orman is like the devil for the record. I think she has horns and a tail. I once met her at the TV station in the lobby. Awkward. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.